My guest was Robert Pascal, MAI Research. You can find him online at mairesearch.com. Love the .com, by the way. They develop custom market research solutions to address important challenges. Now, this was a really interesting episode for me because I have five kids, and he used as an example diapers. And one of their uh, uh, customers is a uh, diaper company, and they were trying to figure out how to punch through from a messaging perspective. Originally, the context was all about leak prevention, but after doing the using their proprietary text analytics, which leverages a Bayesian model, they actually discovered that diaper rash was a bigger driver of consumer intent and communicating about the gel protection inside of the diaper is what would actually drive oversized returns. Now, interestingly enough, after that company changed the messaging, Shazam, it actually took place. I hope you enjoyed this episode. My guest today, Rob Pascal, MAI Research. Is it Sam for something? Uh, Marketing Analysts Incorporated initially, that's what it was. Got it. Um, But uh, recently, I guess about uh, maybe about 10 years ago or so, we changed it to MAI Research. I like it. Yeah, I mean, IBM kind of did that. Mark Research, who you might know, uh, Meryl DeBro, they did that as well. And we are at MRMW. Ironically, I don't have any idea what that stands for. (laughs) So so do you? I don't. Anyway, we're live here in Cincinnati. What do you think about the show so far? Uh, It's been good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, been good to uh, reach out and, and let people know about what we've been working on. With uh, we also have a uh, spinoff that we've been working on, which is Pathfinder Analytics, which is an analytics division that we've added into our. Uh, we've kind of broken out from just being an analytics department, and uh, it really focuses on four primary areas, which are uh, text analytics, which is more focused on understanding the broader ideas that people are talking about rather than trying to bring it back to absolute definitions of words. So we're getting more of, uh, you can pick up some slang that way, you can pick up uh, what are the ideas people really care about and how the words relate back to those ideas. I had a boss that used to say, actually I had a client that used to say, so yes, a boss, um, I want you to do what I mean, not what I say. Yeah. Is that kind of getting to the point of yeah. the anal- the sentiment and, and text analytics that you're doing? Yeah, and actually it's uh, it's not sentiment analysis, uh, which does try to assign different degrees of emotion or excitement, things like that, to definitions of words. And so what we're doing is actually just letting uh, the connections between the words people use in context define how the words are used. So we're not, uh, we're not going back to dictionary definitions. We're not applying any kind of bias initially. We're letting people just, however they speak, defines the words. That's so interesting. So it's kind of like Brahma in that you define it by what it's not. Give me an example of a project and the outcome of that example. Sure. So let's see. One that we, let's see. There was one that we did where we scraped online reviews. Okay. This was for a diaper product. And... Um, what we were able to find out was that when people talked about leak protection, they actually talked more about the softness of the diapers than it was about the actual leak protection itself. And so that actually changed the way that the client thought about softness. We also found that, because uh, another thing that we do is with Bayesian networking, and by understanding the patterns in language and understanding how it connects to closed-ended data, we can understand what's important to driving some measure. And in this case, we took the star rating as well. So we were able to find out not just that people cared about leak protection, but also there was an issue with absorbent gel. 
And the absorbent gel allowed us to understand more when we dove into the text analytics that it was about an issue with the diaper itself. And people were concerned that the absorbent gel was causing diaper rashes. And what we found was that it wasn't the actual absorbent gel itself. It was the uh, what the absorbent gel was absorbing that was causing the rash. And so they were able to change their landing page to um, to counteract the negative expectations from people's reviews about the absorbent gel. It's so interesting because you at me as a consumer and I've I've had five kids, so I'm really familiar with that the context of diaper and also the concern around diaper rash. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, in that context, I would have never in a million years thought about that. I would have never made that connection as a consumer. Mm -hmm. Right. But now that you say it, it's like perfectly clear to me. Mm -hmm. And then it, you could communicate that to me and I'd be like, it'd be an aha moment for me. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. That's going to be the brand of choice. Yeah. Super powerful. Like, so how's what's your go to market? Who's your ideal customer? Um, we do a lot of CPG clients, um, but really we can uh, apply these techniques across financial institutions. Um, really, it, there is no uh, limit in terms of where it can be applied. Um, we've applied it for B2B uh, situations. Yeah, we, there really is no... It seems like app that would be a natural fit in the app space for something hmm. like that. Because uh, you get a lot of reviews when once apps start That's a really scale. good idea, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, gosh, yeah, that just seems like a, I don't know. So what do your terms of trade look like? And then in other words, how do people engage with you? Um, typically, we are reaching out to other people because a lot of people haven't heard of us. Mm. Um, so I that's part of, of yeah, that's part of the reason for being here today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we wind up reaching out to people, setting up meetings and just kind of so go through outbound. our capabilities. You're outbound. So you're, your target, your ideal customer, is it a market researcher in a yes. brand or is it? Okay. Yeah. Or in marketing. Um, so we're trying to reach out more to be in the marketing space rather than just the researcher so space. you see yourself as really a MarTech yeah. player? Yes. Yeah, right. Do you guys have services wrapped around your uh, stuff, your technology, or is it predominantly Every a technology play? Yeah, so everything is, uh, it's not a technology uh, in itself. We don't ever say that it's a tool. It's not Got a canned it. approach. Yeah. Everything we do is very custom. Got it. And some of the other things that we really specialize in are in segmentation mm -hmm. and applying segmentation in ways that... Uh, go beyond just the statistics side of it and really focuses on the business. Yeah, that makes and, sense. What, and, what is the time frame mm -hmm. on a project usually look like? For the text analytics side, it could be uh, from well, for time the diaper side. Yeah, so f oh, that's a good one because we don't have any field time in that since it's just scraping online reviews. So a matter of uh, three weeks or so. Okay, so relatively quickly. Yeah. Wow, that's super interesting. Rob, thanks very much for being on the Happy Thank Market Research much. Podcast. Oh, thanks. and if somebody wants to get in contact with you, um, Rob MP at mairesearch.com, or you can go to just mairesearch.com or pathfinder-analytics.com. So that's Rob, R-O-B, you said Mary Parker, is that yes. right? MP at mairesearch.com. MAI Research. Got it. Great. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you.